What up, world? What is going on? Welcome to another week, another episode, and another good time here on the RJO Show. I am your humble host, RJO Choa. That's right, the host of the RJO Show. If you're joining us for the first time, we are a weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes tri-weekly, sometimes whenever we feel like NFL podcast. I am also a staff writer at InsideTheStar.com, your home for the best Dallas Cowboys content on the internet. I am also the host of Ocho Live, the only daily Dallas Cowboys video streaming option that you can find out there in the whole wide world. You can check that out on my own personal Periscope. Just follow me and my username in most things. Twitter, Periscope, Instagram is just RJOchoa, R-J-O-C-H-O-A. And you can also watch it on the Inside the Star Facebook Live feed. Wow, what an introduction. Welcome, like I said, to this episode of the RJO Show presented by Slant Sports Audibles. And we have a lot to talk about, all right? I'm recording this on Friday, September 9th, 9-9, which I have dubbed Tony Romo Day. And um, I know it's been a while since an RJO Show episode matriculated its way into your uh, your device, your listening platform, but I have had a busy week. If you follow me, uh, I appreciate you being along for the ride. Uh, this past week on Tuesday and Wednesday, I co-hosted with Jason Minix, uh, The Blitz here in San Antonio on ESPN San Antonio, 1250 AM, 94.5 FM. You can listen at ESPNSA.com and on the ESPN San Antonio app. I was there. The Blitz airs every day from 4 to 7 p.m. Central Time. So that took up some of my week, and so that's why I'm a little bit late getting in the podcast booth, but uh, I had a wonderful time. Thank you for asking. And I'm here to talk NFL football. We are here, like I said, on Friday, September 9th, and we already have one of 256 games in the book. That's right. Only 255 left, so you better savor them. And uh, the Carolina Panthers losing in the Super Bowl 50 rematch in Denver, Colorado, to the reigning world champion Denver Broncos, quarterbacked by Trevor Simeon, the score 21-20. to it was a thriller. It was a weird kind of thriller. It wasn't the the thriller that college football's Sunday night game between Texas and Notre Dame was, but it was an interesting game, and it was a lot of fun. It was a great way to welcome the NFL back into our lives, and you know what? I think that Denver Bronco defense is for real. I mean, I thought last playoffs that they just sort of caught lightning and uh, you know had a great month at the right time, but I think they are for real. Vaughn Miller, DeMarcus Ware, Shane Ray, the whole gang looks nasty, and I know there's a lot of talk about the you know helmet to head shots that Cam Newton took. It was a rough night to be Cam Newton, and I think the Panthers will bounce back. But um, you know, hey, it was a great game. But we have to talk this R.J. Osho episode about the 255 games. For what it's worth, in my and you know, I'm in a lot of pickums. I'm in a lot of things. That's what's so great about football is there's fantasy, there's daily fantasy, there are survivor pools, there are weekly pickem pools. There's a hundred different ways to play along with the NFL season. And uh, if you're playing along in the RJO Show Ocho Live uh, weekly pickem pool, you pick every game based on that week's spread for each game. And uh, the winner, whoever wins at the end of the year, gets an NFL jersey of their choice. And I haven't decided exactly what it's going to be, but uh, places two through five will also get some sort of prize. If you haven't signed up yet, you still can. Obviously, the Broncos-Panthers game is not something that you can pick, but, uh, you know, you can find your way. You can totally get in. Just tweet me at RJ Ochoa for the link, and I will get it to you. But I took the Carolina Panthers in all of my uh, my pick and pulls. I really thought that Cam Newton was going to come out and make a statement, and he didn't. But, uh, hey, you know, sucks to be Cam today. I bet you he is quite sore. So what I want to do is I want to talk about this whole episode, just what we think the season is going to be. 
And I think that sometimes when people pick an NFL season, they just do it so arbitrarily. They do it on the epidermis level. They do it really superficially. They just say, well, I think so-and-so, I think the Chiefs are going to win 10 games. Well, what 10 games are they going to win? How do you know they're going to win 10 games? Are you just assigning a number? I think the Vikings are going to be a wild card team. Why? Who's going to be in contention to be a wild card team? Who's going to be the top teams in the NFC? I don't believe in predicting things like that because you don't know who's going to win what games. And so I went and I looked at my master schedule, which has become quite popular on Ocho Live. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's an Excel sheet that literally has every game with a corresponding color that lets you know what time it's at. Again, if you want that, just tweet at me. I'll get it to you. It's a great handy-dandy little tool. And I opened it up in Excel, and I picked every single game. That's right. I assigned a winner for all 256 regular season games, and I can tell you who is going to be in the playoffs. That's right. I have predicted the future. And I'm ready to talk about it. Now, if you think that so-and-so is going to the playoffs, I urge you to do the same. Because it is it is a little silly to say, well, I think, uh, I think the Texans are going to win 12 games. How do you know that? And I think the Texans are going to win 12 games and the Jaguars are going to win nine. Why? You have If the Texans win some, the Jaguars don't, so on and so forth. So that was why I approached it this way. So we'll get started on the AFC side of things. I think the four division winners, AFC East... New England Patriots. That's right. I think they get it done, and I think uh, I don't. I don't care that Tom Brady is not going to be involved here. I think that the New England Patriots are going to have a great year, regardless of what happens with Tom Brady. I still think that they're going to go 11 and five. The AFC North, I think, belongs to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have their own hurdles that they have to overcome, but I have them as one of the top two seeds getting a first round bye. The Pittsburgh Steelers will be 13 and three this season. That's right. I said it. The Houston Texans will take home the AFC South. And the Texans, this is an interesting division for me because I looked at these games and I think the Jaguars and the Titans are both interesting. And I was talking a lot with our Houston Texans correspondent, Jimmy Jalsethna. And, you know, I thought the Colts were going to be really great. And I think that that was just a bit of, not prisoner of the moment syndrome, but I think that that was just relying on who the Colts have been. Their secondary, folks, is garbage. I mean, the, the Indianapolis Colts are going to have to rely on Andrew Luck just to be competitive. And I don't think that that's something that you can bank on week in and week out. Now, a lot of this, and it, it, it goes without saying that all these predictions, things change, injuries happen, players rise. Nobody saw the Panthers a year ago. But, you know, we're going off of what we have now. And a lot of the Houston Texans season depends on Brock Osweiler. Because I think that that team is a quarterback away from being a serious contender. And if the quarterback is Brock Osweiler, then right on. And so I have the Texans going 10 and 6 and winning the AFC South. And I think I think that's I think that's their floor. I think the Houston Texans have a really good team. They have a great defense. They have JJ Watt, Jadeveon Clowney. The hype around him is that he's finally going to reach his potential, and I think that that's really exciting. My final division winner in the American Football Conference, my other top 2 seed, my other team getting a first round bye with a 13 and 3 record. The Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are a team that are just now sort of starting to get some national talk, some national hype. You know, the Broncos have really run that division since 2012 when Peyton Manning took over for Tim Tebow. And the Chiefs have quietly been really competitive for a long time. I think that the Chiefs are going to go 13-3 and here and that they and the Steelers are going to be the top two seeds in the AFC. And I think that we're going to have a whole lot of fun watching them do it. So my two wildcard teams. Now, 
I believe in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe that they will compete seriously, you know, in, in a few years. I think they're still a little young. They're still, you know, um, going to have some, some learning bumps in the road. But I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be your lower-seeded wildcard team at 10-6. and six. That's right, I, because I think that the Jaguars are going to benefit from the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be, I don't want to say really bad, but I think that the Colts, I think that last year, you know, and, and I didn't really, it's not that I didn't want to believe this, it's just that the Colts have been so dominant for such a long time. It was really easy to just sum up last year to, well, Andrew Luck got hurt, and that really ruined their season. But no, the Colts have some serious problems here. Who's playing in their secondary? They're, they're starting, you know, it seems like Antonio Cromartie, who just signed with them. Who's their, their star running back, Frank Gore? Who's their stud wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton, who's, you know, he's not a gadget player, but he's not, he's not a stud. He's not somebody you can bank on. He's good, but he's not somebody that you can totally go all in with. Dante Moncrief? I mean, this, this team is questionable. The best player on the team, my favorite player on the Colts, is Pat McAfee, one of the coolest dudes. I think the Jaguars are going to benefit from playing the Colts. They're going to go 10-6. and six. They're going to be the sixth seed in the AFC come playoff time. And I think the other wildcard team, and I, I struggled with this team because they've been there. They haven't been able to do it. They've just been knocking on this door. They haven't been able to kick it down. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go 12 and 4. I think that we're going to have a 13 and 3 Pittsburgh Steelers team and a 12 and 4 Cincinnati Bengals team. And a lot of that kind of comes from like the Colts theory. They get to beat up on the Browns. That's two wins for both of them right out the gate. And they probably both get to beat up on the Ravens. Cuz I think the Ravens will be more interesting in 2016, but they they won't be legitimate. They have a lot of questions like the Colts. So that's four wins that you can kind of give the Bengals and and the Steelers, if, if it's not, it's three wins. And so I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are the sixth team. They're the five seed, but they're the sixth team in the AFC. My six AFC playoff teams, my division winners, the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Houston Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs, and my wild card teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Cincinnati Bengals. That's who's going to the playoffs from the American Football Conference. And right now we're going to take a break. But as soon as we get back, we are going to address the National Football Conference. And we're going to talk about who is going to the playoffs from there. And then after that, we're going to talk about who's going to lead the league in passing, rushing, rookie of the year, coach of the year, all that jazz and more. Come right back after the break here on the RGA. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here, the host of the RJ Show, And you know what else I host every single day? Ocho Live, the only daily Dallas Cowboys video streaming option that you can watch. You can follow me on my own personal Periscope account, just at RJ Ochoa. Or you can go like Inside the Star, where I'm a staff writer. Go like Inside the Star on Facebook, and you can watch it on Facebook Live. Every single day, we talk about what's going on in the world of the Dallas Cowboys. We have some user interaction. We have a really, really, really good time, and we want you to be a part of it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun all season long, a great way to interact, and a great way to learn and foster this whole football community. Go check it out. We'll see you on Ocho Live. Right now, we'll get back to this episode of the RJO Show. I 
Welcome back to the RJO Show. I hope you're having a great time. I hope that I am uh, entertaining you. I feel like an entertainer here. I feel like I'm up on stage doing a song and dance, maybe twirling a chair around, juggling a little bit. That's what this feels like, and it feels great. I hope it feels great wherever you are, and I hope that you are feeling great because the NFL is back. Denver Broncos beating the Carolina Panthers 21-20 to in the season opener on Thursday, September 8th. Trevor Simeon looking like a pretty competent quarterback in the National Football League. Good for the Denver Broncos that they just keep finding quarterbacks after quarterbacks. I bet no team is jealous of them whatsoever. No team feels like they're getting lucky and just always going to be awesome. How does John Elway do it? I don't know. But I tell you what I do know. They show John Elway a lot during the broadcast. John Elway drinks Diet Coke. You know who else drinks Diet Coke? R.J. Ochoa. Diet Coke, if you're listening, you want to sponsor the R.J. Show. Me and John Elway. We'll hook you up. Let's talk the NFC. Let's talk NFC predictions for who's going to the playoffs, all right? This is, um, I think that there's no denying this is the dominant conference in the National Football League this season. The NFC has far more teams capable of winning the Super Bowl than the AFC. It's pretty fair to say, right? Now, last you know, segment, we talked about the AFC. We started in the East and went to the West. We're going to move backwards. I'm going to start in the NFC West. This division's been interesting last few years. You know, we saw the 49ers really had a stranglehold on it. John Harbaugh, you know, back-to-back-to-back NFC Championship games with Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith even, 2011, 12, and 13, losing Super Bowl 47 to the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, all that is gone. We saw the Seattle Seahawks sort of take over. They run that division, winning Super Bowl 48. Last season, we saw the Arizona Cardinals finally do it do it big time. We saw that really in depth on All or Nothing. We talked to Shannon Furman about that. Who's going to take this division? I think the Rams in Los Angeles with Jared Goff inactive, by the way. I think they're going to be bad. I think the Rams could be the worst team in the National Football League. I think it comes down to the Rams the Browns, and the 49ers. And so I think the Rams and 49ers are out of this conversation altogether. And I think that the Seattle Seahawks are sick and tired of the Arizona Cardinals claiming that they run this division. I think the Seattle Seahawks, even though Marshawn Lynch is gone, are going to run, run, run that ball. And if you were smart like me and you picked up Kristen Michael late in your fantasy draft, you feel like a genius. The Seattle Seahawks are going to take this division, and they're going to do it in style. I picked every game like I talked about in the opening segment. I picked every single game, all 256, and I picked, you know, I'm 0 for 1, to be fair. I have the Seattle Seahawks going 14-2. and Now, do I think that that really happens? No. I think I'm a little bit overly optimistic. I think I'm drinking a lot of Seattle Seahawks Kool-Aid. But the point here is, that the Seattle Seahawks are going to be the dominant team in the NFC West this season. Russell Wilson is going to have an MVP-type year. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a season like we saw Cam Newton have a season ago in Carolina. Russell Wilson is going to challenge for the NFL's most valuable player this season. The NFC South. Carolina Panthers have won it three years in a row. No team had ever won it two years in a row since the divisional realignment in 2002. Panthers have done it three years in a row, obviously coming off the Super Bowl 50 loss to the Denver Broncos and coming off the week one loss to the Denver Broncos. Not a good time to be Cam Newton. 
He's probably really sore. But I still, this this division, I think the Falcons are going to be really bad too for what it's worth. I think Matt Ryan has finally been exposed. The RJO show is about a seven-month-old baby. But I've been singing songs that Matt Ryan is overrated for a long time. Matt Ryan is a lot like Tony Romo used to be, I think. Except Matt Ryan gets a lot of credit. People act like Matt Ryan is this this special guy, but he's not. Matt Ryan has Julio Jones to throw that football to, and that's what makes him legitimate most days. So I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to struggle. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take a big step forward this season, but I don't think that it's enough. I think that Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, Austin Safarian Jenkins, if he can get his head on straight, and Dirk Cutter, I think that that unit is going to really challenge the Panthers in the next few seasons, but I don't think that they can jump all the way there in 2016. I think the New Orleans Saints are going to be better than we've expected them to be. It seems like we've sort of, you know, the, the state of Louisiana football is really weird right now. You've got LSU, who disappointed in their season opener up at Lambeau Field, getting knocked in the, in the mouth by Wisconsin. And you've got Sean Payton, and you saw LSU when they lost, and I know we talked the NFL here, but you were thinking, man, these, these guys fought tooth and nail to keep Les Miles around. And the same thing kind of happened with Sean Payton. You know, there was some talk that the Saints and Sean Payton were going to part ways after 2015. So I think the Saints are going to be better, but I don't think that they're going to be great. In fact, I've got the Saints here, the New Orleans Saints, who, by the way, are coming up on the 10-year anniversary of uh, their first season back in the Superdome after Katrina. I think the Saints are going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I, I honestly think that's an improvement for the Saints. The Saints haven't done anything special since 2013. Last time the Saints played a, a playoff game, it was in Seattle in 2013. If you remember, Jimmy Graham and the Legion of Boom were talking a bunch of trash before the game. It was super windy. But they haven't been anything since then. So I think the NFC South, for the fourth year in a row, goes to Carolina. And I know we saw the Panthers lose to the Broncos in week one, but the Panthers are for real. I just think that that Broncos defense is for real. Cam Newton and all them, they're going to start partying again. They're going to be giving the footballs away to little kids. They're going to be doing weird dances and long handshakes. The Carolina Panthers are going to be for real. I've got the Panthers at 12-4. and four. I think that feels fair. I think there's no way they're going 15-1 and one again. Sorry. The NFC North. Now, I've talked a lot on here about how I think that Aaron Rodgers is overrated. I do think that sometimes. I think we're just like, Aaron Rodgers, he's the greatest quarterback that there's ever been. He's amazing. He's already challenging for, for all this stuff. I think that Aaron Rodgers is really good. And I think that he's a really good quarterback who's getting a really good wide receiver in Jordy Nelson back. I think Clay Matthews is going to have a great season. And I think that the Packers just got an enormous amount of wind in their sails. And we haven't talked about this on the RJ Osha, but it's already kind of happened when Teddy Bridgewater went down for the season. This division is a cakewalk for the Green Bay Packers. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they went 6-0 and in division. They're not losing more than one game this div- in, in the NFC North. They're not. I've got the Packers finishing 13-3. and they're probably going to be a team with the first round by. I'm sorry. If you're not a Green Bay Packers fan, tough cookies. Green Bay Packers are going to be really good this season. The NFC East is so interesting. Probably the hardest division. I talked about this with Jason Minnix on the Blitz on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. The NFC East probably the hardest division to figure out. 
you can sort of easily lean one way or another in the other seven divisions in terms of who's most likely to win it. In the NFC East, you've got the Washington Redskins trying to repeat. I really think that Jordan Reed is going to do it again. I don't think he's going to, you know, be as incredible as he was down the stretch, but I think that Jordan Reed, you know, we've seen players who have these these knocks on them. They can't stay healthy, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Remember when Matthew Stafford couldn't stay healthy? That stigma is gone. I think Jordan Reed's going to do it again. I think that Josh Doxson's going to provide an interesting element to the Redskins. I think Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon both take steps backwards. But I've got the Washington Redskins finishing 7-9. and nine. I just don't think that Kirk Cousins can, can replicate what he had. I mean, I think that that's sort of the M.O. for Washington. You saw RG3 couldn't. And I'm not saying that they're similar players at all, but I just I think that they caught lightning in a bottle. They were really fortunate, and they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. I think that the Eagles... You know, we talked Teddy Bridgewater, how we hadn't mentioned that. Obviously, the Eagles have traded Sam Bradford to the Vikings. The Eagles said all offseason long, we're going to redshirt Carson Wentz. We're not going to start him. We're not going to do that. He's he's our quarterback of the future. We're going to go with Sam Bradford. If not, we're going to go with, you know, um, Chase Daniel. God, that name was hard to remember for a second. Chase Daniel, such a forgotten man. Well, the Eagles have said, to hell with that. We're starting Carson Wentz. The future is now. Let's do it. I don't think the Eagles are winning more than four games. I've got them winning three in my little projection here, but I I don't think that that's fair. I think that ultimately weird things happen. You have to allot for weird wins and weird losses to everybody. You know, for example, I've got the Packers losing to the Titans. I just think that weird things happen. Weird games happen. That's part of the NFL. That's why we love it so much. But I don't think the Eagles win more than four games. You've got Carson Wentz, who is coming from playing, you know, in North Dakota, to now playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, it's going to be tough. He hardly got any work in the preseason before he got hurt with that rib thing. I think that Carson Wentz is in for a rude awakening. I think the Eagles are really bad. What this division is going to come down to, and we'll get a really good taste of it on Sunday, September 11th, when the Dallas Cowboys host the New York Giants, is these two teams. The New York Giants made a lot of moves in free agency. Olivier Vernon, Snacks Harrison, Janoris Jenkins, they really beefed up that defense and they made a huge move you know we've we've never really gotten to see even though we've seen the commercial a thousand times we've never really gotten to see Odo Beckham Jr. and Victor Cruz together and I don't think that we'll ever see it because I don't think that Victor Cruz is going to be Victor Cruz but the Giants have Sterling Shepard now and I think that that is dangerous and if their defense lives up to some of the hype that that you know they think it is you know that they invested in the Giants could be dangerous the Cowboys, a lot of it, this depends on what we get from Dak Prescott, what we get from Zeke Elliott, Tony Romo coming back, how healthy he is. Can that defense hold up? That's where this division is going to come down to. Cowboys, Giants, which makes the fact that they're playing each other in week one all the more egregious because you want those important games to be played when, when teams are who they are, not at the beginning of the season when, when things are so fluky. I think, and I tweeted this earlier in the week, or it might have been last week, that if the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, by the way, I really hate when Jason Garrett says the Dallas football Cowboys. You know, if we're going to complain when other people say America's team, we can't steal the New York football Giants thing. I think that the New York football Giants should be ashamed if they don't win this division. I think that they should. Right now, today, as I'm recording this, Friday, September 9th, it is Eli Manning, a two-time Super Bowl winner, two-time Super Bowl MVP at quarterback, for the New York Giants. They have what you could argue is the best receiver on earth. They have a massively, massively, not massive, massively 
upgraded defense, on paper at least. The Cowboys and Eagles are both starting rookies at quarterback. Cowboys have what a lot of people think is going to be a pretty terrible defense. The Redskins have Kirk Cousins. If the Giants don't win this, they should be ashamed. But guess what, RJ Osho? In my prediction, the Dallas Cowboys win this division. 11-5 and five is the record. And I'm going to talk about this on Saturday's episode of Ocho Live. I'm going to go through each pick. So if you want, you should watch that. We can interact. We can talk about it then. But the Dallas Cowboys, 11-5. and five. I still feel like 10-6 and six is the floor. And again, you have to allot for one or two fluky wins or losses. 11-5. and five. It's possible. My two wild card teams in the NFC, I think obviously it's going to be interesting. I think that you can pencil the Cardinals in. I still got the Cardinals finishing, you know, 10 and 6. That's a really great record. That's a wild card team. I think that's great. 10 and 6 for the Arizona Cardinals. Although I almost had them 11 and 5. So you can go either way. The other wild card team is going to shock you. You ready? Hold your, hold hands. Do something. Brace yourselves. Hold I've never understood hold your horses. If somebody can explain that to me, I would really appreciate that. Like what does that come from? Did somebody like physically hold a horse? I don't know. But hold your horses. The Minnesota Vikings against all odds with Sam Bradford, Sean Hill, whoever they trot out at quarterback, if Brett Favre comes back, the Minnesota Vikings are going to be the second wild card team in the National Football Conference. I know. Pretty crazy. 11-5 and five is how I have them finishing. And I think it's still possible because the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, you could argue, some people have, that Sam Bradford is a bit of an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. Sam Bradford can do some things. Let's not forget that Sam Bradford has some talent. It's just masqueraded by his, you know, incompetence. Sam Bradford has some talent, and when he gets comfortable, this is, you know, this is the Adrian Peterson show. Sam Bradford just has to hang on, hold his horses for the ride. NFC playoff teams, you got the Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers, the Carolina Panthers, the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Minnesota Vikings. Five of the same six that were in the playoffs last year. The only one we're swapping out is Cowboys for Redskins. And we're going to swap out segment number two for segment number three, where we, uh, you know, we're we going to talk about who's going to lead the league in passing, rushing, MVP, coach of the year, and then who's going to the Super Bowl and who's winning it. We will be right back after this break. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here once again. I know that's a shocker considering this is the RJO show. You should check out InsideTheStar.com. It is your home for the best Dallas Cowboys news around the web. At InsideTheStar.com, myself and my fellow staff writers and all the writers and contributors to Inside the Star work around the clock, 24-7, 365, to make sure that you, the voices of a nation, are fully equipped and fully ready for everything related to America's team. We have game previews, player profiles, bold predictions, rapid reactions, Anything and everything that you can think of that concerns the Dallas Cowboys. Go check us out, InsideTheStar.com. Follow us on Twitter at InsideTheStarDC or at Cowboys Nation. You can like our official Facebook page. Just search for Inside the Star or follow us on Google+, Snapchat, or Instagram. Now let's get back to this episode of the RJO Show. Welcome back to the RJ Show. RJ Ochoa here, and I hope that you are having a good time enjoying this 2016 NFL 
preview, prediction, episode, whatever you want to call it. We're talking about the 2016 NFL season because it is here. That's right. We are one of 256 games in. We saw the Denver Broncos defend their world championship against the Carolina Panthers at mile high on Thursday night, 21 to 20. We've already gone through the AFC. We've already gone through the NFC. I've told you the 12 teams that are going to the playoffs. And now it's time to talk some superlatives before we get to the Super Bowl. So, who is going to lead the league in passing? Pass yards. This is an interesting thing. Now, you think about this, and all the sexy names come to mind. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger. But you know who's going to lead the league in passing yards. All right? This is bold. All right? I'm feeling, feeling frisky. This team is going to have to throw, throw, throw. Because their defense is so bad. I know I said it was bold, but it's really not that bold. Hey, it's kind of bold. Andrew Luck is going to come back. He's going to be just a monster in terms of fantasy football. But he's going to have the most pass yards in the NFL because his team is going to need it. Now, I think that it's going to be close between him, and this is the boldness, Eli Manning and Matthew Stafford. Because Eli is going to have to throw, throw, throw because he's going to have Odell and Sterling Shepard and they don't have any run game. And the same can be said of Matthew Stafford. I think that Megatron sort of opens the, I don't want to say opens the playbook up, but it opens the ability to spread that ball around. I think Matthew Stafford is going to throw that ball a ton. But Andrew Luck's going to lead the league in passing yards. Now, when it comes to rushing yards, all right, Adrian Peterson, obviously relevant. Todd Gurley, relevant. Doug Martin, surprised a lot of people last season by coming back to life. Ezekiel Elliott, I think that we're going to see Zeke do this thing. And I think, again, this is going to be out of necessity because whether it's Dak Prescott or Tony Romo, the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to rely on the ground game. And I think that Zeke, I think the only thing that that hinders him from, from leading the league in rushing is just how good Alfred Morris is. You know, you should listen to the Wooten Y podcast. They're, they're good friends of mine, Josh Wooten, Josh Y. And um, they're Australian. If you haven't checked them out, they're great. Like I said, go check them out, Wooten Y. And Woot is a big Eagles fan, and they do this thing called Burger Bets where you can uh, make a wager with them and you bet a burger and you know on a particular thing or a particular circumstance. And I bet Woot, who's an Eagles fan, I said, you know what? Pick a receiver on the Eagles, anyone you want. Alfred Morris is going to have more rush yards this season than that receiver does receiving yards. So he took, I think he took Jordan Matthews. I'll have to double check that. But either way, I believe that because the Cowboys are going to run, run, run some more, run again, then run one more time, and then run another time, even though they told you it was one more time, and run more and more and more and more because that is their recipe. They did not take Ezekiel Elliott with the fourth overall pick to just casually use him. So I think that Zeke takes home the Russian crown. I think residually he's the offensive rookie of the year. The defensive rookie of the year is interesting. A lot of people like Robert Kandice, um, the defensive tackle for the Arizona Cardinals out of Ole Miss. It's hard to predict because, you know, a guy like Marcus Peters, I feel like, came out of nowhere last year, if you think about it. Now, you know, because I think that more often than not, it's first-round talent that really surprises you for the offensive rookie of the year. But, again, defense is so situational. I think that Robin Kandice is in a great situation because he plays for the Cardinals. But you know who I think is interesting, all right, is William Hargraves, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that that is an interesting pick. Although, I mean, look, defensive rookie of the year, difficult thing. 
I'm going to go Robert Kandice, just because it's more fun to say. Robert Kandice, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Coach of the Year. Now, I told you that the Minnesota Vikings are going to the playoffs. That's your Coach of the Year, right there. Mike Zimmer. People love Mike Zimmer. People have finally woken up to the idea that Mike Zimmer is a great coach in the NFL. They're finally starting to show him love. And I think that when he makes the playoffs, despite what happened to Teddy Bridgewater, it's going to be a great story, the Vikings, all season long. I think that Mike Zimmer is the coach of the year. Now, who's going to the Super Bowl? We'll start with the two championship games. I told you who's going to the playoffs, all right? I think the AFC championship game, I think you get the top two seeds, Battling it out, Kansas City Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers, Todd Haley having a really difficult time. And I think that the Kansas City Chiefs lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, I wanted to say win. I really wanted to do it. I I wanted to, but I just, I don't think they can. Antonio Brown is so special. And if Lev Bell is healthy at that point, I just don't think that the Chiefs have the firepower to do it. But they'll get there. Pittsburgh Steelers going to Super Bowl 51 in Houston, Texas. Who will they be playing? I'm saying the NFC Championship game. We get a rematch. There's a clue. And you know who's going to the playoffs. You got the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. Aaron Rodgers does it finally. Doesn't have the incredible circumstances that go against him like they did two years ago. And the Green Bay Packers get to Super Bowl 51. We get a Super Bowl 45 rematch, which happened in Dallas, Texas, now happening in Houston, Texas, between the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Off the top of my head, I am a Super Bowl historian. I don't believe that two teams, the two exact teams, have played a Super Bowl in two different cities in the same state. So that would be really, really cool. Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers going to the Super Bowl. And I say that Aaron Rodgers does it. You guys know that I preach objectivity, I preach calling a spade a spade, and you know that I think Aaron Rodgers is overrated. That's how much I believe this. I believe the Green Bay Packers are primed to do this. I believe that Jordy Nelson coming back really makes a difference, and I believe that Aaron Rodgers, you know, people thought that Tom Brady was going to come back last year after, you know, the suspension that he didn't end up having, and people thought that Brady and co. were going to go on this tour of just destruction in the NFL. I think that Aaron Rodgers, all right, think about it. Last season, bitter loss in Arizona out in the desert. Season before, bitter loss in the NFC Championship game, all right? Season before, bitter loss at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Season before, bitter loss in San Francisco, Aaron Rodgers' home state. Season before, bitter loss at home after a first-round bye going 15-1, and Aaron Rodgers winning his first MVP in 2011, losing at home to the New York Giants. Aaron is done being bitter. Aaron's going to go do this thing. Last year, I called. If you were my friend last year, if you weren't, you missed out. I called that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were going to regress. This season, I think that they uh, they just put that pedal to the metal. I have Aaron Rodgers in a dynasty league that I'm in with a bunch of Cowboys Twitter people and Cowboys bloggers, and um, I'm going to reap a lot of those benefits. Who do you have going to the Super Bowl? Let me know. Reach out to me at RJ Ochoa. You can email me, RJ, at RJOchoaShow.com. Make sure you are participating in our weekly Pick'em group. Make sure you're watching Ocho Live, the only daily Dallas Cowboys video streaming option. Guys, football season is here. We made it. The next time you and I talk, we'll have a whole slew of games to talk about. I'll be recording an episode Sunday night after the Cardinals-Patriots game. 
It'll be available if you work nights, if you're up late, Sunday night it'll be up, or Monday morning on your drive to work, drive to school, whatever you want to do. It'll be available. We'll be talking about every game that happened, our takeaways, what we liked, what we thought was funny, what food we ate. We made it, guys, and I'm happy we made it together. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this ride and being a part of it with me. I bid you adieu. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy this weekend. It's football season. The opening weekend only comes once a year. Soak up every minute. I hope all your fantasy teams in all platforms and your pickums and your survivors, I hope everything goes your way, and I just hope you have a great time. I can't wait to talk to you Sunday night. As always, go Cowboys. And peace out! Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get out? Oh, what you gonna do?